Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 83 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful monday of bets now Before we talk some lines for you today, dive deep into the value that we found across today's MLB slate. Let me tell you, it's loaded. Before we get into all of that action, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening to the audio recorded version, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well because we do release the audio after every live show onto each and every one of your favorite podcasting directories. Next item up on the docket here, if you could also be so kind and you got a couple extra seconds here in your day hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make talking the line sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the talking the line link tree within that link tree you will find all of the ttl's cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45Sroka. And once again, thank you so much for choosing to stop by the Talking the Line podcast, hanging out with the crew and smashing in some bets with us all day long. Now, before we get the show on the road, I got to bring in my partner. I keep referring to the crew, but that guy hasn't fully officially joined me yet. So let's bring in the man of the hour, the Sox fan who is very thrilled over a 4-0 victory over the Houston Astros last night. His socks, not slocks, closing out the weekend incredibly strong. Uh, Seems to be that Aaron Rodgers might be back in Green Bay, but we do not know as of yet. And it looks like another special guest might be joining us. She is running rapidly around the TTL production studios, but let's bring in my partner right now, the man. The myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, 
Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing fantastic. We've got a nice day on our hands of sports and plenty more beyond that. But, uh, you know, I can't wait to get into this stuff today. I thought you were going to, uh, or I thought our mascot was going to kind of, you know, slide into my introduction there. But, uh, you know, things are going well. We had a nice little weekend and uh, I'm ready to get back on track here. Yeah, beautiful Monday on tap. Back on track of you know, these shows at least. We did not miss skip a beat as far as, uh, you know, the success of our action. I should clarify that. Yeah, what, uh, not not missing any action whatsoever. <laughs> uh, totally caught me off guard because I uh, knew where you were going exactly mm-hmm. with that. Um, yeah, we had a great weekend of bets all across the board. Uh, myself yesterday went seven and four, a couple of, up a couple units, and then you went five and one I yesterday. Sure had a solid day. So looking to uh, carry that on into the week here. I uh, think we've got a hold of some good trends, some good key numbers that are going to carry us into some success here into the first official week of the second half of the MLB season. Now, the aforementioned uh, TTL mascot does appear to have the zoomies this morning, so she may just make an appearance out of nowhere, but who knows what might happen either way. Just so you are forewarned, if you're allergic to, allergic to cats, you might want to leave the room now. But enough of that nonsense, enough of the craziness going on around these parts. What is coming up? What is happening on episode 83 of the TTL pod. Well, I'm so glad you asked because let me tell you, as always, it is back to business. We had our first official day back on the books last Friday, full episode as usual, and now we are back in the thick of it, in the trenches. It is time to have the daily battles with the books. For today's show, Nothing but MLB plays on tap today. We have a 15-game MLB slate, I do believe. We got seven best bets coming at you. I got four. Our Mags has three. We'll kick off the first segment of the day with our Mags best bets. He'll break them all down, give them to you, and then he'll kick it on over to me. I'll give you my four. Then we'll get into the second segment of the day, the special play of the day. And if you haven't been here for a Monday before, you're about to find out. It's the Monday Madness Parlay. We don't have a cross-sport parlay coming at you today because obviously, once again, only MLB. So we could have called it the triple play parlay, but we stick to trends here. Monday Madness Parlay, three-legger coming at you, plus 534 odds, ladies and gentlemen. So stick around for the second segment. We'll be sure to drop that one down for you. Then the all-knowing, ever-present, all-popular Moneyline Dice making their appearance for the third segment of today's show. Going to be rolling for the matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox. A little bit too close for either one of us to call, so we are yielding the selections to the Moneyline Dice, who are already looking terrific in the TTL production studio lighting this morning. That'll do it for the first half of the show. We'll recap all of the best bets. Make sure you got them. Have the opportunity to see them live on your screen and can hammer them in on your favorite sports book. Then, if you're one of those kind degenerate folks that just sticks around for the first half of the show, we'll send you on about your way, and then we'll dive into the second half today's rants and reactions. We got uh, UFC Fight Night card mm-hmm. to talk about. We also have a little MLB to talk about, some new news, injured uh, injury updates, a few things in between, and then we'll uh, give you our early picks and uh, maybe some early hot takes for Game 6 of the NBA Finals, plus plenty more in today's rants and reactions so stick around for that and then last but not least i'll close out the show as always you guys are so kind to give us your time your support your following so i always like to pay it a little bit forward give you some extra inspiration to get you through your day today i'm going to share a little message and ask you a question 
where are you spending your time? And uh, I'll let you spin on that a little bit and we'll get deeper into that for my motivation minutes for today. Partner, anything I missed, anything you're questioning, anything you need to deliver before I get this show started? No, I think we're all set. All right, for now. Cut all the nonsense, stop all the drama, quit the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to get into episode 83 on this beautiful July 19th, 2021. Hadn't said it yet. You don't have to check your calendar now. Once again, July 19th, 2021. Let's get into the first segment of episode 83 in the first half of the first segment. TTL Crew's best bets of the day and RMAG's best bets of the day. Told you just a little bit ago, he's got three best bets coming at you. I like the value he's about to drop down. I am uh, also already hammered these bad boys in in my favorite sports book, so I suggest you do the same. I suggest you get out that mobile device, get out whatever book you enjoy using, open up those ear holes for some serious knowledge and cold hard facts to be dropped down within them. And last but certainly not least, as always, partner, you have the floor. All righty, I appreciate it. So I've got three plays today, as my partner mentioned. Two of them are coming out of the National League, one coming out of the AL. First one is going to be the Mets versus Reds, and I am going to the Cincinnati Reds money lines tonight. You've got Jared Eikhoff on the mound for the Mets versus Vladimir Gutierrez for Cincinnati. Now, Eikhoff is making his fourth appearance here this season, third start of the year. Uh, he's about 30 years old, so it's not like this is his first season in the league. Uh, but so far, over the uh, the four appearances, or three appearances, excuse me, he's gone 12.2 innings, 17 hits, 7 earned runs for 4.97 ERA. Pretty typical to his career numbers, so I expect that type of production or lack of production to continue today versus the Reds offense that had a nice little weekend in Milwaukee despite losing some games. Uh, so the Mets this season have lost all three appearances that Eikhoff has made, and they just finished a 2-4 and four stretch home and away before and after, after the All-Star break to a lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. So, you know, do I think their wheels are falling off like a lot of people think they are? No, not quite, but could be a little bit better. It's on the season so far, they are 20 and 28 on the road and 11 and 13 as an away dog. So I don't like them in this spot too much today. And I do like Vladimir Gutierrez of the Reds to kind of continue how he's been going here in July. He had some struggles in June, uh, you know, after a nice start there in May. But in July, as I mentioned, 12, in, 12 innings pitched, three earned runs over his two road starts. Now he's coming back home. He's got a little bit of an inflated home ERA on the season, so I'm not buying too much into that. He had one really bad outing against the Pirates there in June when he was struggling a little bit. So I do like him to kind of bounce back to what he's been doing here in July and continue that, uh, I wouldn't say dominance, but very strong outings. Uh, the Reds struggled, as I mentioned, against the Brewers as far as wins and losses are concerned. However, the offense wasn't quite the issue, save for yesterday. Uh, so I expect them to put up, put up some runs today against a Jared Eikhoff pitcher that uh, in this season and in his career has been pretty consistently rough. So I expect them to put up at least five runs or so and for Vladimir Gutierrez to hold them low. So I really like the Reds offense today, partner. I don't know about you, but I'm hammering in the Reds money line. 
I, uh, myself personally, am a little bit bearish on this play. Uh Uh, Devil's Advocate, just pointing you back to about Mm -hmm. a week and a half ago where you were fading the Reds with uh, Gutierrez on the mound. It's Uh, all fair. I do so vaguely remember you saying a lot of teams, the tape had started to come out. He was, the wheels were starting to fall off. He has had a couple of games and that's kind of been his trend. He's had a couple of good games and he's not been a very good pitcher overall. I'm a little nervous about this Mets lineup against him. I don't know one way or another. If you absolutely love the Reds and you like them, especially coming off that weekend sweep to really turn around, get that momentum in their favor, hammer this bad boy in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I'm a little bit more bearish on it, but either way, I still love where you're dropping it down. No, it's all fair. I... The biggest thing that I love is the Reds offense in this one. And, uh, you know, I do have enough trust in Vladimir Gutierrez. Like you said, I was uh, kind of regressing on him and fading him in many different spots there. But now that he's kind of turning things around, I think he kind of continues that, especially against the Mets offense who, you know, they had their way with the Pirates in many spots. But I don't know how to buy into that. So... I'm buying into the Reds offense today. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Reds offense and the Reds money line for our Mag's best bet, first best bet of the day. Now he's got two more to drop down, partner. Go ahead. Keep this train just rolling on down the track. Second best bet of the day live on your screen now. All right. Going a little bit simple as far as, you know, how you would expect this thing to play out. So I'm going the Astros minus one and a half today versus the Indians. Not overthinking this one. You've got JC Mejia on the mound for the Indians versus Zach Greinke for the Astros. And what I really love is the Astros to come back into Houston and have a big day today versus Mejia, who has a 7.42 ERA on the season and has gotten increasingly worse as things have gone along. Two starts here in July, six and two-thirds innings pitch total, 12 earned runs, and half of that came against these Astros in Cleveland. Now we head back to Houston, where the Astros have been fantastic all season long, and they're going to be looking to set the tone after a couple of uh, losses in Chicago that you mentioned at the top of things here today uh, against a couple of really good pitchers for the White Sox, at least hot pitchers at the time. And as I mentioned, you're getting Mejia on the mound for the Indians, who I have no faith in whatsoever. And Granke, on the other hand here, he's having a nice start to his July 3.09 ERA over his two starts here, including a win there in Cleveland. And again, now you're getting him coming back to Houston, looking to uh, you know continue that against this Indians team who had a nice weekend in Oakland as far as wins and losses are concerned, but their offense was nothing spectacular. Scored no more than four runs all series long. They had some favorable, favorable pitching matchups for them. But that's not the case today. I think we see at least, uh, or I think at the most, we see Cleveland get to three runs here. I could think I could see it being less than that. And I think the Astros have a field day here, at least six, seven runs up on Mahia here, or you know, pulled after four or five runs in the first couple of innings for Mahia, and then they get to the bullpen as well. So I've got no problems back in the Astros here in this spot, and I think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Astros today. Yeah, I'm not overthinking this one either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am nowhere near bearish on this one. Definitely bullish on this one. I don't think this one takes much thought at all. Uh, Giancarlos Maia has been pretty bad on the road, pretty bad across the board. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get Zach Granke gets to come back home and uh, bounce back after a couple of less than Granke performances. Mm-hmm. I think he has a really good one here today. And uh, especially after the Astros getting shut out by the White Sox yesterday, they mm-hmm. have an opportunity to put up plenty of runs here today. Right. So with our mag second best bet of the day he has taken the astros minus one and a half hammer it in and lay down number three partner all righty number three my partner's gonna have some differing opinions on this one in certain spots but we're not uh you know fully opposing on this one 
But I'm going to the Giants versus Dodgers game late tonight, and we've got Kevin Gozman on the mound versus Tony Gonsolin, and I am actually taking the Dodgers money line tonight. Now, I know Kevin Gozman has been great, and we, and as my partner will tell you in a minute, and as I have uh, kind of been echoing his statements, Gozman has been as good as his numbers would suggest. The Dodgers do seem a little bit better than the rest of the league, though. Back on June 29th, the Dodgers beat him 3-1, to scoring all three runs on Kevin Gozman. I think we kind of see a uh, you know similar performance, at least the first, uh, full game is concerned, or we got a very, very tight game, maybe even tied when these guys come out of the game. Uh, but the Dodgers, what I really like in this game, uh, on top of all that, is that the Dodgers are coming in hot on offense. They are averaging 7.75 runs per game over their last four. Now you might be able to chalk that up to Arizona and Colorado, which is more than fair but I do think they have a high confidence level right now on offense 400 OBP over their last five games versus right-handers so once again you can chalk that up to the bad teams if you want to but I at least believe that they have the confidence coming into this game against Gozeman and Gonsolin on the other hand here he's allowed no more than one earned run all season long in any appearance he will most likely go three to five innings. It's not like he's going six, seven innings, but I think that's about all we need. Three to five runs to uh, you know keep this thing low and hand it over to the bullpen. Against the Giants offense that uh, has scored only one in each of their last two versus St. Louis. Nothing special on the mound for St. Louis there, so I'm a little worried about this Giants offense, at least as the full game is concerned. And I think people are going to be rushing to Gozman and the Giants in a plus money spot against the pitcher that I would imagine the general public uh, in Gonsolin doesn't know too much about. You see Gozman and Gonsolin, you're thinking Gozman is a no-doubter, especially with plus money. I'm thinking a little bit differently. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I'm not saying it's not going to be sweaty, but... I do like this Dodgers team to, uh, you know, pull things out. If it's not, uh, you know, if it's not a cover to cover or I shouldn't say cover to cover, if it's not a wire to wire win, I think it's going to be at least a late win against the Giants bullpen. So all in all, I'm taking this Dodgers, uh, Dodgers money line with Gonsolin on the mound and a uh, seemingly red hot offense here for the Dodgers partner. I like where you're at. Um, I am opposing not uh, not necessarily for the full game, but right. I'll let you guys know exactly where I'm at there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like where your head's at as far as everything kind of lining up, uh, Gozman being at plus money. Uh, but I think that's might might exactly be right where the spot where you want to have him at because uh, you can look at Gonsolin's numbers and uh, I'll, I'll get into that all in a mm-hmm, little bit mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. But Armag's <laughs> third best bet of the day, Dodgers, full game, money line. And there you have his one, two, three best bets of the day coming out of today's MLB slates. Not going to tell them to you again, so I hope you were all eyes and ears. But if you were not, don't worry, don't fear. After the second segment today, the special play will go ahead and flash up all of the best bets of the day on the screen as always. So stick around, hang tight. But for now, let's get into the second half of the first segment of the day. My best bets of the day got four coming at you ladies and gentlemen so without further ado lightning speed no hesitation no delay best bet number one of the day actually best bet number one and two of the day coming out of one matchup on the slate going to the texas rangers versus detroit tigers this one is played in the detroit stadium if you will and the two (laughs) plays i am taking going old-fashioned on you the two plays i am taking 
Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half and under the full game total of eight and a half runs. Now, both of these teams are kind of on different wavelengths right now. The Rangers are really struggling on the road and the Tigers are doing really well at home right now. I think this game is really, really, really tight. That's why I like the run line. And I also think this matchup today comes down to the pitchers on the mound for each team. Kyle Gibson's taking the mound for the Rangers and Casey Mize is taking the mound for the Tigers. Now, Gibson, you obviously know the name at this point. We've backed him time and time and time again. And I'm not saying he's going to struggle here today. I still think that he is going to have a really good game, which is why I'm also taking the under. But for now, here are all my trends and stats I'm looking at for the first five. Really comes down to the pitching matchup for me. Now, Gibson, I think he's going to be top notch here today, but he did struggle a little bit against the Tigers in his last outing. Actually, this exact pitching matchup was both of these pitchers last outing versus these teams. Uh, Gibson, he's had eight road starts overall, 1-0 record, two, uh, 222 opponent batting average allowed, 29, uh, 2.93 ERA all over 46 innings pitched. His only bad start was against the Tigers, uh, made it a little bit more inflated. Texas lost 5-3, and it was tied 2-2 in the first five innings. So I like a very, very similar result here today. Uh, Gibson has given up two earned runs or less in four out of his last five starts overall. The other one was three earned runs, so it's not like he's got blown away in any capacity whatsoever. One earned rest, uh, one earned run or less in uh, three out of his last five starts overall. Everything uh, I or everybody thinks uh, continually that Gibson is going to be regressing here. I just don't think that's the case. I think that he's going to have a solid outing and that's going to loom large for this total. But I think that the opposing pitcher is going to have just a little bit more success. And I give the slight edge to Casey Mize on the mound for the Tigers. His last start was obviously against Gibson, as I told you. And he has been pretty doggone solid all season long until he ran into a string of three earned run games in June. It was a little bit of a, kind of a shock from where he was. Pretty typical one earned run, two run pitcher. And then he just had four or five games back to back to back to back where he just gave up three earned runs. He's since returned to his normal self in July. And I love him to dominate uh, the Texas Rangers here today. Last three starts for Mize overall. He's given up six earned runs with 14 hits all over 13 innings of work. That was against Houston, the White Sox, and Texas, as I keep telling you. So he has been pitching very well. He's given up two earned runs in four inning pitched uh, against Texas this year and I love for him to continue to improve upon those numbers and not to mention that Texas has scored one run zero runs and two runs in their last three games respectively and Texas is only scoring 1.70 first five inning runs per game on the road with Detroit scoring 2.70 first five inning runs per game at home so that's why I love the first five uh, run line plus a half for the Tigers here today I give the slight edge to Mize and the slight edge to that offense. The Rangers offense has just been so lackluster on the road that I can't trust them to put up any runs in, in any capacity here for Gibson today. But as for the under eight and a half, this game, uh, the last time when these two guys faced the last outing for both of these guys, it pushed at eight runs. It took all the way to the seventh inning to get to seven runs. It was deadlocked 2-2, like I told you, at the fourth inning all the way to the seventh. Then had a little bit of a bump, a little bit of hiccup. Gibson gave up three runs, and then that was the story uh, right there with an out in the seventh inning. So I like the kind of similar trend to play out here today. I like it 
to stay right around maybe a 3-2, 3-1 game. I don't think this game is going to get too wild, but a couple of key trends that I really, really like here. The under is 3-0-1 in Detroit's last four games after scoring five or more runs in their previous game. You look to the game yesterday versus Minnesota, put up seven runs on the board. I love them to regress back to the mean here a little bit today. Detroit is 26-18-2 to the under at home so far this season. The under is 5-0-1 in the last six meetings between these two teams in Detroit, and the under is 3-1-1 in Casey Mize's last five starts overall. I love this total to stay way below the eight, eight and a half runs it's at right now, finish right around five or six, and we cash both of these tickets, Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half and under eight and a half runs. I'll be right there with you on both of these, my man. I mean, on the surface, the general public would probably think that you're fading Kyle Gibson, but as you mentioned, that's not the case. He can nope. still be really good, and the Tigers' first half uh, can and should still cash. But as you mentioned, that Rangers offense is not the team to be backing right now. And I think you got the two plays here uh, out of this game that are the most value. So I'll be right there with you. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I wanted to give those really good, solid uh, Gibson numbers sure. just because I think this is going to be so doggone sure. tight in the first half here. So right. there you go. There you have it. My first two best bets of the day. <clears throat> Keep it moving right along down the tracks here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into my third best bet of the day, going to the matchup between the Los Angeles Angels and the Oakland Athletics. Both teams struggled a little bit here over the weekend, so a bit of a question mark what we're going to get offensively into the uh, Monday start of the week here. You all right over there, partner? I'm all good. <laughs> Doing okay. All right, here we go. Uh, with that being all said, I think the pitching matchup once again is looming large here today, and I give the edge to the Angels. With Shohei Otani on the mound going against Cole Irvin on the mound for the A's. Otani has handled Oakland very well so far in his career. 67 plate appearances. 193 opponent batting average allowed, 273 on base percentage, and a 720 OPS. He does own a 4.50 ERA in six innings pitched against Oakland this year, but I do like to see some positive regression out of that number and him to really improve because it was 0-0 in the first five innings in that game, and the Angels were facing Sean Manaya, who's done very well against the Angels so far in his career. I think that's a totally different uh, story here today with Irvin on the mound. But Otani has allowed two earned runs or less in six out of his last eight starts, and his road numbers are way, way, way worse than they really are. If you're looking at those numbers and thinking about fading him just because he's in that spot, it's due to one bad game against the Yankees. Otani is not that pitcher. He has thus returned to form, and he is a very, very dominant arm that can be trusted in any spot. No question. Every, even a blind dog is right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? Every guy is allowed one bad outing, all right? So, with that being said, Cole Irvin on the mound for the A's. He has been hit all over the ballpark by the Angels so far in his career. 44 at-bats, 310 batting average, 327 OBP, and a 762 OPS. He owns a 6.17 ERA in 11 and two-thirds innings pitched against the Angels this season, and I think that is going to continue to tick up a little bit or stay right around the same. He's had 10 home starts so far this season, and this is actually where he has struggled the most. Two and five record um, for him at home, 4.30 ERA and a 266 opponent batting average allowed all over 58 and two-thirds innings of work. So it's not a small sample size. He has not been very, very dominant at home. 
home and it's kind of surprising because that's typically where you like to see those A's pitchers be dominant at. Not to mention the Angels are absolutely ripping left-handed pitching right now. If I didn't mention and you didn't know, Irvin is a lefty and the Angels in their last 10 games versus left-handed pitching hitting 298 at the plate. 324 on base percentage and scoring 5.40 runs per nine. If you look into the last five versus left-handed pitching, it's even better. I wanted to go back farther to show you just how good they have been. Now, all of that being said, there are a few key trends as to why I also like this play outside of the pitching edge here for the Angels. Oakland is 18th in the MLB at home in first five inning runs per game, averaging 2.33. And LA is actually sixth in the MLB on the road, averaging 2.67 uh, away. Now, I know that's not a very big gap. However, it shows that the Angels can really put up runs on the road. And I think after struggling a little bit against Seattle at home, Seattle has really had their numbers and the Angels pitching rotation was kind of in its bad spot. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I think to start the week, they are going to be clicking on all cylinders. Otani starts it off nice and easy. We don't even need him to do it for the full game. I think that uh, the Angels offense tags Irvin here for two, three, maybe even four runs here in the first five innings, and Otani limits the hell out of this Oakland A's offense. So there you go. There you have it. My third best bet of the day, Los Angeles Angels, first five, money line. I'll be right there with you on this one as well, my man. I love Otani. As you mentioned, that one bad start in Yankee Stadium. Might have just had the big stage uh, jitters in Yankee Stadium. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, and not to mention he's got at least, what is it, six days rest since it is one innings pitched in the All-Star game. So yeah. I think he's got some nice rest on him. Uh, he'll be rested up and ready to go. So I'll be right there with you on this one, my man. Well, thank you, sir. I uh, do believe this is probably one of my favorites of the day. I think, so. I think a lot of people are going to be rushing to uh, the athletics with just how inflated Otani's road numbers are. So there you have my third best bet of the day. Let's wrap this thing up. Fourth best bet of the day coming from me today. Now, my partner is taking the Dodgers full game money line. I am staying away from the full game in this matchup between the Giants and the Dodgers. And I'm going to the first half. I'm taking the Giants' first five run line plus a half. We don't need them to win it outright. We just need them to keep it tied, ladies and gentlemen. And I think they are more capable, more than capable of doing that here today with <laughs> Gozman on the mound. Now, my partner is pretty high on Gonsolin and that the fact you don't hear him about him all too often and there's not a whole lot of tape and things going around. But I think he has been pitching out of his mind, and I think that we start to see a little bit of regression here today. Uh, we, Much like I just said about Otani, every guy has one bad outing, and there has not been one start so far that Gonsolin has allowed more than one earned run. At some point in time, teams are going to get to him. Not to mention, he has faced Arizona twice, Washington twice, the Cubs when they were struggling Pittsburgh, Miami's hapless offense, and Philadelphia struggling in the middle of June. None of those teams are the Giants' offense, and I don't trust him whatsoever. However, if you don't believe me in all of that, I like Gozman to absolutely dominate the Dodgers. They got to him in the last outing, but he was very, very solid in the first outing against him this year. And I've told you time and time again that Gozman is the guy in this pitching rotation that they hang their hats on on the road. He is shaky sometimes at home. You never really know what you're going to get. But tried and true Gozman, you know what you're going to get on the road. 11 road starts, 5-2 and two record, 176 opponent batting average allowed, 1.35 ERA, all over 66 and two-thirds innings pitched. He owns a 2.45 ERA against the Dodgers in 11 innings pitched this year. He gave up zero 
earned runs in six innings in the first outing, three earned runs in five innings in the second outing. I like him to be right in the middle there somewhere, if not give up zero once again, maybe one at the max. And I think Gonsolin finally has his outside of one earned run given up game. I think we see two or three here finally from him today. Much like my partner said, I don't think he gets out of the fourth inning. Uh, he said ah, three to five innings somewhere in there. I think that's very, very accurate. And I think Gozman, we see six or seven out of here, six at the minimum. Now, do I think that some nonsense might happen to where the Dodgers do get the full game win? Yes, I do. I think this is going to be very, very, very tight in the first five innings. I could even see it being 0-0, and I am just fine with that because that cashes this Giants first five plus a half ticket. However, a couple of last closing trends that I really like here uh, that really drew me into this game. Gozman has just been so doggone hot on the road that I can't fade him. He has just, that is the spot that he has been very, very good in. I've backed him time and time again at home as well, and those have been the times that are a little bit more of a question mark. He has no question marks on the road. These are the two best teams in the MLB right now and first five inning runs per game allowed. So yet again, it's going to be a pitcher's duel. It's going to be a back and forth. And I think if anybody's going to give up any runs, it's going to be Gonsolin because I see just a tad bit of regression coming from him. He has been doggone good. But like I said, he hasn't faced any top-notch offenses like the Giants. Giants being first in the NL West right now, tied with these Dodgers. They finally have an opportunity to uh, maybe get this division. Who knows? Maybe it's still a little too early. Maybe it's even too early for the full game, but I like them on the first five. So my fourth final best bet of the day, Giants first five run line plus a half. All righty, my man. Uh, yeah, much like your skepticism on mine, I kind of echo the same thing. So for both of our sakes, I hope we both got a couple winners here. I do. Yeah, I totally agree that I think it's going to be real tight through those first five innings. Um, and uh, yeah, for my sake, I think that Dodgers team is just going to outlast them a little bit. But uh, yeah, like I said, for our sake, hopefully we can both get a couple winners here. Yeah, there you go. Either way, wherever you're siding, or if you're siding with both, you think both have value, who the hell knows, hammer them both in, or if you're just picking one side or the other. Hey, you know how it goes down. If you've read the intro before, you may laugh, you may cry, you may struggle to pick a side, but at TTL, we always have you the better in mind. Never forget that, ladies and gentlemen. We're always thinking about you here when we're doing these things. So there you go. There you have it. First segment of the day, episode 83 on this beautiful July 19th, 2021. Let's keep this show steaming on down the track. Second segment of the day, ladies and gentlemen, the Monday Madness Parlay Special Play. Now, we got three legs coming at you live and in prime time. Told you at the top of the show. This bad boy, this three-legger, this Monday Madness Parlay is coming in at plus 543 odds. Big fan of that. Big fan. Big, big fan of that. So we got one play from each of me and Mag's best bets of the mm -hmm. day. And then we targeted one that we think is a little fishy against uh, a nice home favorite, but a team that... Surprisingly, hasn't been a home favorite very often, but right. has been very good as a home favorite. Right. So, partner, wherever you'd like to begin, maybe you'd like to kick things off just with uh, your play that we are selecting here for the Monday Madness Parlay. Need a quick sip of some high-quality H2O. Once I complete that, I'll just piggyback on right alongside you, okay? Alrighty, sounds good. Okay, so... Uh... I'm just going to go ahead and lay down what uh, that last pick is, and my partner can piggyback on it because I know he's got some points. That third play is going to be the Pirates versus Diamondbacks. We are taking the Pirates, or excuse me, we are taking the Diamondbacks money line. 
Arizona Diamondbacks money line. Let me clarify that so I don't uh, mm-hmm. tongue twist myself. We've got Chase DeYoung on the mound for the Pirates versus Caleb Smith. And for a handful of different reasons, I like this play. I know my partner does it as well. One of them I'll start with is the pitching matchup here. Chase Smith is just a damn, uh, you know, a much better pitcher than Chase DeYoung is. Uh, Caleb Smith, I think his numbers or his uh, surface numbers aren't quite how decent he is. I think he's a little bit better than that. They're right around uh, low to mid four ERA, whereas Chase DeYoung's over five ERA. And I think he is exactly what his numbers would suggest. So I do like Caleb Smith to outlast Chase DeYoung here. And not to mention, my partner i believe the number is eight and four as a as a home favorite the diamondbacks are correct yeah i got nothing else to lay down now okay. so yeah they are eight and four as a home favorite so that. appreciate it my bad i thought you might my bad that would be it um whereas the pirates uh as an away underdog are 15 and 31 which is the same as their away record mm-hmm. So needless to say, I do not like the Pirates on the road today, and I like the diamondbacks enough here at home with caleb smith on the mound to outlast chase DeYoung. I like that Arizona offense a little bit better than the Pirates offense as well, especially in the home and away splits here, partner. Yeah, um, honestly, none of that, any of that other stuff really mattered to me outside of where Mm -hmm. this line was and the home favorite Mm -hmm. and away dog splits. I was actually really surprised to see that the Diamondbacks were eight and four as a home favorite Mm -hmm. straight up. I uh, I was like, oh, hey, well, that's surprising to me. And then obviously how bad uh, (laughs) that the Pirates have been overall as an away dog. Just something that you can't back. I know that the Diamondbacks have been fade territory all year, but this is a spot that I think Vegas has the line just right. right. It's very cheap, perfect to add to the Monday Madness parlay. So there is the first leg of that aforementioned parlay, the Arizona Diamondbacks money line. Now for our Mag's best bet that we are taking out of his best bets of the day for the second leg, of the Monday Madness Parlay. We're taking the Houston Astros, minus one and a half. Seems to be the least amount of sweat. It is minus odds, favorite odds. However, no problem. Once again, very cheap, right around minus 120. Very, very reasonable price for the minus one and a half and what these Astros should do to the Indians today. Mm -hmm. Third and final leg of the Monday Madness Parlay from my best bets of the day. We're taking the Los Angeles Angels first five money line just have ultimate faith in Otani to remain super hot and this Angels offense to kind of bounce back here to start the week first official week of the second half of the MLB season uh, hitting lefties extremely well Cole Irvin being a lefty I think they have plenty of success both from the offensive side of the ball and Otani on the bump here today Mm -hmm. so there you go ladies and gentlemen three legs of the Monday Madness Parlay, paying out at plus 543 odds. Now, if perchance you weren't listening up, you didn't hear exactly what the bets were, maybe you missed one of our mag's best bets or maybe one of mine you were dozing off or something happened your your cat ran across your desk and knocked over your water. Who knows what's happened? I've been there before. It's okay. We forgive you. And we got you back too. We always make sure to give you time to get out those sports books, see the best bets again, and hammer those sons of guns in for today's action. So without further ado, it is now that time. Get out your mobile device or maybe your computadora or maybe whatever other thing you might use to bet if you are not in a legalized state yet. Open up your favorite sports book if you are in a legalized state. Open up your eyes nice and wide. Get the visine in so you don't have any blurriness on the screen. 
and get ready because now live for the first time on this beautiful Monday, July 19th, 2021, the TTL Cruise best bets of the day are on your screen. If you could so kindly turn your attention to the left half of the screen, ladies and gentlemen, you got R Mag's best bets of the day once again with his three picks. Cincinnati Reds, full game money line. Houston Astros, minus one and a half. And the Los Angeles Dodgers, full game money line. On the right side of your screen, you got my best bets of the day. My four picks recapped for you once again. Detroit Tigers, first five run line plus a half. Texas Rangers, first Detroit Tigers under eight and a half runs. Los Angeles Angels, first five money line. And the San Francisco Giants, first five run line plus a half. All below that, today's special play, the aforementioned Monday Madness Parlay. All three legs on your screen for a grand total of plus 543 odds. Los Angeles Angels, first five money line. Houston Astros, minus one and a half. And Arizona Diamondbacks, full game money line hammer them in lock them home sprinkle a little bit of cheddar cheese down whatever you need to say just make sure you get today's ttl cruise best bets of the day in at whatever the best line is on your favorite sports book there you go ladies and gentlemen there we have it we will uh see you at the pay window roughly around 10 or 11 o'clock tonight once all these bad boys are finalized done cashing out for the evening now if you're watching live you see these if you're not there is some additional text on the screen let me tell you about it it's the money line dice told you at the top of the show they are rolling for today's matchup between the san diego padres and the atlanta braves actually i uh, remember now might have not told Excuse me. Told you guys that. Uh, don't I don't think, think so. Don't think I, don't I think did so. at all. So today's money line dice roll of the day is the San Diego Padres versus the Atlanta Braves. They are targeting that matchup. And oh, may I remind you that as we get into today's money line dice roll of the day, the money line dice are 35, 33, and one on the TTL pod. Up serious plus units with a positive record because of multiple, multiple plus money polys cashing courtesy of our friends, the money line dice. Mm-hmm. So let's bring those kind cubicle objects into today's show. Let's get these bad boys ready. All right, partner. Come on, dice. As always, my friend, as I am getting everything set up and rocking and rolling here, if you could be so kind as to let our viewers know as uh, as to where we are playing this matchup between the Padres and Braves here today, who's the pitchers on the mound? We got any outstanding storylines we need to uh, be aware of. As you're doing all that nonsense, I'll get the additional viewing pleasure uh, up here on the screen. And uh, after that's all complete, I'll join you and you here very shortly. All righty. Sounds good to me. Now, my partner mentioned how nice that dice record is. They are 22-14 and 14 over their last 36 picks. That is a very nice record, and that is a lot of hey. plus money dogs, or not dogs, hey. or either plus money dogs or run line plus money actions. Rolled right into that record. So, our dice are heating up. They've been heating up. But anyways, we've got the Padres and the Braves today playing in Atlanta, 6.20 p.m. Central Standard Time. 
And the Padres with you, Darvish, on the mound versus Kyle Muller. The Padres are the minus 135 favorites compared to the Braves at plus 115. On the run line, minus 1.5, Padres are plus 120. While the Braves at plus one and a half are minus one forty, so not uh, not terrible odds anywhere. You stick it there. Over under right now looks like it could be on the move potentially, but the over under is nine runs. Over nine is getting plus one hundred, while under nine is at minus one twenty here. Not quite seeing any bets and money percentage quite yet. Seems as though that'll start trickling in here in the next couple of hours. Uh, but the action app has a sharp indicator on the Padres money line. Uh, but I am a little skeptical because Mr. U Darvish has been a little shaky lately. Very shaky, actually. His worst two starts of his season. He has allowed 10 runs over his last two starts, and that's a total of nine innings. So he's got a solid, or not a solid, but, you know, a crisp 10 earned runs over those two starts. 14 hits, 10 runs, three home runs, one walk. So things are not going well. That's a 9-8 Actually, they ended up winning this game, but 9-8 win over the Nationals and a 4-2 loss to the Phillies. While Kyle Muller, not a ton of film on him. This will be his fifth appearance in the uh, Braves rotation this season. He's got a... He's got a 3-4-5 ERA over there's few appearances. That's only 15 and two-thirds innings pitched. Two appearances on the road, two appearances at home. Last one was a three-earned run outing over five and two-thirds to the Miami Marlins. So I'm not really sure what we're getting from this guy. He is 23 years old. He's facing big, bad U Darvish. Not sure if U Darvish is going to keep struggling or if he's going to figure things out. A little, uh, I'm wondering why that line is at minus 135. That's part of the reason why we threw this in here because it's a little questionable. Typically, you would think that uh, that U Darvish line would be a lot bigger, but uh, not sure if that's a trap or if it's just because U Darvish has been struggling that poorly lately. But we will find out in just a second here from our dice. We don't have to question, we don't have to debate, we don't have to wonder because the money line right. dice let us know. So, uh, whenever you're ready, partner, uh, you'd like to assume position. It's now time for today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day live on your screen for the first time, July 19th, 2021. The beautiful dice. I mean, look at these guys glisten in the TTL production studios. Well, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. You know the drill. First roll of the day. Are we going to be taking the home team Atlanta Braves or the away team San Diego Padres? We all find out. In three, in two, in one. Oh, oh boy, we oh got boy. a deep one. That's an away team, Padres. It's going to be the away team, San Diego Padres, unofficially now. Are the dice liking them on the money line or on the run line? Some juicy odds for the minus one and a half. Once again, as always, we find out in three, in two, in one. Well, reroll. Uh, That's a reroll. Please reroll. In three, in two, in one. Money line, Padres, a money line. Padres on the money line, it is. All right. Last, but certainly not least, unofficially first, San Diego Padres money line. Will the dice be doubling down yet again, telling us to believe in their all-knowing powers? Will they need a little extra screen time and have to re-roll here today? Are they going to skip all that nonsense and go right for the total? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we find out. In three, in two, in one. Over nine runs. Over nine runs. Interesting. All right. Well, the dice know something we do not, ladies and gentlemen. 
but we won't hear any of your qualms. We won't hear any of the bullshit. We won't hear any of the nonsense. Because why? Why is that? The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight, Per the Moneyline Dice, you heard it here first on episode number 83 of the TTL pod. Hammer in right now. San Diego Padres Moneyline and over nine and a half runs in the Padres versus Braves matchup tonight. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for your selections. For all that you do for this show, we appreciate you. So is this a uh, just a Padres bombardment of Kyle Muller, or is this uh, maybe you Darvish hasn't figured it out, but the Padres still beat the hell out of Kyle Muller? I don't know. I think this is going to be a uh, Padres show in here tonight. I think so, that's kind of what it's feeling from the money so, line too. dice. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. One final time, if you are not watching live, we encourage you to because uh, we have some fun here on the show live. Uh, but if you're not, you're listening. One more time. Two best bets coming from the Moneyline Dice today. San Diego Padres Moneyline. And over nine and a half runs in the Padres versus Braves matchup tonight. Thank you, Dice. And if you want your own set of Moneyline Dice so you can roll right alongside the crew or not with the crew by yourself or you want any of the other dope-ass merchandise that they have on the MoneylineDice.com website, hey, we make it super easy for you to find it and to get your own stuff. Head on over to this episode's description. You'll see the MoneylineDice.com website all the way down at the bottom. And we actually give you an offer code there as well. Code TTL10, TTL10. Get you 10% off on your first order at MoneylineDice.com. No merchandise is off limits, and they have loads and loads of good stuff over there. So go get your own set of Moneyline Dice. Stop racking your brain when you have crazy games like this. Close lines. Don't know which way to call it. Let the all-knowing Moneyline Dice Hammer plays in for you. Thank you once again, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Dice. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Let me get everything set up here one final time. Producer Colt making some moves. All right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day is officially over. And there you have it. You have them all. The TTL Crew 7 Best Bets of the Day. The Monday Madness Parlay. And now 2 Best Bets coming from the Moneyline Dice today. If you're one of the kind folks that uh, just stops around for all that aforementioned jazz, all the trends analysis, everything in between there, and uh, you're about to head on out of here for the day, First things first, thank you so much for choosing to stop by once again. Uh, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate your support, your following, and your viewership. If you are headed out of here, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have other plans. But hey, don't stay away for too long. If you ain't sticking around for the second half, make sure you meosey on around the corner for tomorrow's show. Episode number 84 on a beautiful Tuesday of bets because you know the drill. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So once again, have a spectacular day. Peace and love. We'll see y'all later. But for the rest of you, sticking around for the second half of today's show, it is about that time. I hope you're ready. I think I'm ready. It's about to get hot and heavy. It's about to get nice and sweaty. 
It's about to get, I don't know. It's going to get crazy. Okay. I can tell you that for the second half of today's show, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Today's rants and reactions. All right, my friend. Hell of a first half of the show. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you as always. Uh, no, not I'm, that you, I, you, know, not I, you wouldn't show up. I was, yeah, tough tough to clear my calendar on these yeah, Monday you mornings, know, you know? I know. I know you got a lot going on. You're a popular guy. Um, outside of that, uh, anything that uh, of note from your department coming out of the weekend here, pal? I mean, hell, I got the uh, had the Friday golf action going on. Yeah, I said yeah. I was going to be hot with the putter. That wasn't the case. I was okay. good with everything but the putter, so... Nothing to uh, complain too much about. Can't complain. It was a nice day. Had uh, a we nice. Play some bogey golf, or we play more than bogey golf. Uh, it was best ball, four man scramble. So okay. we uh, we were like you know five six under something like that. We uh, nobody could really putt. Otherwise, we would have uh, you know been real real solid. But uh, um, you know, the, hey. uh, so one Magnuson talking hot game about the flat stick causes a whole curse for the Magnuson family with the flat yeah, sticks. Yeah, I'm not saying we were wow. bad, bad. It wasn't like that. We just couldn't drop in those like 10, 12 footers that you need for the birdies. Hey, name of the game. Drive for the show, but for the dough, baby. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was. Maybe it was Friday's antics for getting the putter at home. Hey, you don't say that, for okay? Getting th- <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe but hey. Nonetheless, no, I need to hit the putting green, man. Sounds, My, I, yeah, that was the only thing that I just like was had no feel on for whatever, or not for whatever reason because I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, uh, everything watch, else was good. Watch me over here talking shit. I have yet to play a <laughs> shitty round this year and watch me go out my next round and shoot 105 mm-hmm. on the front nine. Mm-hmm. So that's the lovely game of golf. Uh, speaking of the lovely game of golf, British Open or the Open rather this past weekend. Congratulations to Colin Morikawa. Two for two in open appearances, won the US Open. It, it is not two for two. Uh it, it was PGA champion last year. I thought it was the US Open. I thought it was the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, so either way, he's it's it's major whatever major appearance. I there was something that they said. So it I just like, worded it wrong because it was he's two in, for two uh, and two something. for two in his like first of that and uh it was like his first try for the PGA. He got yeah, it, and then whatever, his, but what, then he didn't win the U.S. Open. So I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But. Either way, he got it in one try. He's a bad dude. Everybody was talking yeah. garbage about him mm-hmm. last week uh, because of his "I haven't played on links before" comment in the media. Goes to show you how much the media can just blow shit out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colin Morikawa walks away our champion. Yeah. I so mean, why didn't you tell me something about that yesterday? Why'd you get, wait till we get live here today to tell me that that wasn't right? Because I tweeted that out yesterday. I didn't see that yesterday then. Oh, well, that's why I thought you corrected me so fast. Yeah, because I, I totally tweeted that out yesterday. Oh, well, no. So, uh, my fault. Dumbass <laughs> on me. My bad. Uh, yeah, no. He, I mean, he's been fantastic. It was, it's something uh, real specific. But uh, it was also, he also did uh, first player in the last 25 years to win a major with uh, bogey-free round in his last round yeah he was twice m- more than once he i think he was murdered more it. than once yeah that, that was insane how he played in the first time i thought I mean, that uh, jordan spieth was nipping on his heels I was about to say i thought that spieth was uh, about to come out of nowhere and and get some solid shots but uh just couldn't sink well much like we heard from you couldn't get a couple of those 10 12 footers yeah, down no. when he needed them so but i mean morikawa was just putting the pressure on oh and ridiculous leaving it on did not take his foot off the brake so i think he's got a lot more in him man I, I think, think so he's too. Got a lot more in uh, Louis finishing in the top ten. Is he just top five? Top five. Yeah. Top five. Is he just doomed for? Maybe not. I shouldn't say doomed. He's making an ass load of money. Him and Finau, man. Him yeah. and Finau. You know they they play excellently. Get all the way through. Hell, they get even the, all the way through. Maybe 
eight holes on Sunday, right. and then they just can't continuously string stuff together. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't think it still would have been the difference because Morikawa was that good. But I mean, it's shit, if he sunk that, uh, was it? I don't know if it was a hole in one or was it would have been for eagle where he hit would've the been flag. For okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. If he, he needed that one, I don't even know if he still would have been actually. Able no, to that would have been a hole in one. It was. It would have been for the hole in one. Yeah. I mean, regardless, it would have been a you know eagle hole in one. Same thing as far as the score goes, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, you know, hopefully Louie can keep it going because, uh, you know, we see this every couple of years where he's right up there for a few majors and then he has a year or two where he's kind of fading back in there. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's done, but I think we're just going to continue seeing him in the top five, top ten. I mean, it ain't a bad life. He's making, he rolled up in a, a Mercedes-Benz, if I don't, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken. He's making yeah. ass loads of money, so. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, he's doing just fine for himself, right. and uh, so is Tony Finau. They're yeah. all doing all they're right. They're all doing very well. They're all so. doing just fine <laughs> in the well. game of golf. Uh, not like they're struggling, but sure would like to uh, have a couple of uh, mantle pieces, if you will. Right. Uh, a little bit of hardware to add to that collection. But that does it for the uh, open update. Uh, once again, congrats to Morikawa. I was on him for a top 10 finish. Cash that bad boy. But uh, hey, oh, one thing we didn't talk about was uh, Bryson making the cut, but then having an absolutely terrible weekend. Yeah, he barely Did you made see it how too. he made the cut? No. I, saw I think it that, live. Was, that was on Friday. So I Watched was on the golf course live. myself. Insane. Absolutely insane. He had about a 14-foot par putt to okay. advance, and the first good putt he had really? all day hit it and advanced. Yeah, he went uh, one over. Yeah, good for him, I guess. The, uh, yeah. the the BS keeps on piling up for him, it seems like. I think I think it was this weekend. Brooks had like a press conference where he's like, oh, yeah, my driver's great, kind of just putting, yeah. him down and putting him down where he said something about his own driver because... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Bryson's got uh, got some stuff to figure out with himself. He definitely does. But that's neither here nor there. What is here and now is the UFC Fight Night breakdown. Oh, uh, enough of the open. Let's get into the eight-sided circle. We had a uh, fight card and a half this past weekend. Um, I've said it once. I'll say it again. These fight nights continue 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 to get better and better and better it just never never ceases to amaze me i mean we started out with the uh, kotko by rodrigo nascimento yep that was electric absolutely come ridiculous come back in a half absolutely ridiculous uh we talked about it a little bit sergey mazarov against kali taha uh mazarov uh got the unanimous decision right we were talking about fading taha i angled my partner actually away from that on saturday it was a little bit of a question mark because taha was fighting for basically his ufc life there i don't think we'll see any more of khalid taha whatsoever so you can pretty much delete that name out of your memory yeah. uh, at least for the ufc goes but uh, yeah, you were you talked me out of, uh, and it was a fair talk out of. I was I don't think I was going to do it, but for my Saturday, a little bit of everything, I did put a little half unit on Morose off. So I am happy that I did mm-hmm. that. But that was before. And <laughs> I also me. told you, really hope you didn't, because I didn't check your plays. I told you to fade, Mister Figueredo, Francisco Figueredo. I stayed away. Okay. I stayed away from Very that good. one. Very uh, good. Did not end up. Didn't like the ads on that one. Didn't or else end I up uh, <laughs> playing his uh, his opponent, uh, Malcolm Gordon. Malcolm Gordon got the unanimous decision. He dominated Francisco. It, it was a very, very good I think I was cooking dinner. Fight. I think I actually, that was the one fight in the entire card that I missed. It was a so very, very good fight. I did not even know that Figueredo lost that fight. It was a very, very good fight. So there's that one. Uh, Danny Rodriguez. Oh, excuse me once again. My fault. Uh, a little bit of uh, coffee coming up here. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um Parsons told you about Preston Parsons on uh, Friday's show told you how much I love guys making their UFC debut well after a little bit of looking into it 
I realized all he really did was submit guys. And, uh, you know, I'm bad awfully, awfully scared of guys who just do that uh, when that's all they really know. You can't really come into the UFC and be just a jujitsu guy. We've seen it time and time again, and it, it, just, it just doesn't work. Well, he ran into the uh, freight train that we like to call Daniel Rodriguez mm-hmm. and uh, got out of there under a minute. Uh, absolutely right. electric right, right. showing uh, TKO by Rodriguez. So that was top notch. Then we get into the main card. Now, I do apologize if I didn't make it clear to also sprinkle a little bit on every one of my plays, not just uh, the um, main card, uh, Makachev uh, by points to win by points. I hope you also just took him on the money line and another additional side sprinkle. If I did not tell you to do that, I hope you did because I did as well in the main card parlay cash. We just didn't get him on uh, the points, which would have been a little bit juicy rods, but it was still solid. Uh, put 10 bucks down and still got an $80 return. So mm-hmm. it wasn't bad at all. Not not bad at all. Um, but favorite fight of the night has to be fight of the night. I do believe they got fight of the night was uh, Gabriel Benitez versus Billy Corintillo. Yes, sir. That was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Everything that I thought I was going to see from Billy Q, we saw. Right. Uh, pretty much everything I told you he was going to do, he did, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, I definitely think that uh, Gabriel Benitez is, is not bad by any means. I just think that uh, it was... It was one of those nights. It was one of those nights. Yep, Billy Q's night and uh, got the win. Adolfo Vieira uh, got a great, great submission against Dustin Stoltzfus. That was a great fight. Uh, Mateos Gamer Gamrot getting the submission victory Mm -hmm. over Jeremy Lil Heathen Stevens. Uh, Not even a full minute or just over a full minute into the first round. That was a great scrap and a half uh, for him coming out that quick. That was awesome. Can't wait to see where they're going to put Gamrot in the lightweight division now because he is definitely, definitely worth you have a top 15 opponent now no kidding man i he was one of my one of the guys i was looking forward to watching the most he did not just no he did not at all um cupcake misha tate coming back having a Solid beautiful showing. showing uh i actually told you on saturday i didn't mention it on because it, it hadn't happened yet the uh pre-fight interviews marion hanau was kind of talking about retirement and hey i, I might leave. she might have said that it was the I last might, one i might leave my gloves in the cage i don't know exactly what's going to happen so yeah that's where i was going with that um she did cut the gloves off right. at the end of the fight put them in the octagon that's a wrap that's all it was i kind of told you that was going to loom large for me uh, i thought marion was kind of getting to the end of her uh, career here as obviously we see now my prediction was correct uh, but you know i think misha tate i think she makes a comeback here that was a uh, classic vintage misha that we saw uh her ground game was electric her takedowns were beautiful her ground and pound was traditional uh, you know i just think we see the classic five ten years ago misha tate before she just her brain got all loopy she went all over the place and she just she wasn't locked in she became a mom she was all over the place and and when you're not locked into that cage locked into that process you're going to go on losing streaks like misha did but i think she's back now yeah i think uh, so too i mean she looked really solid man i mean of course hard to tell too much. I mean, she looked really good, so I don't think it's that hard to tell, but she did face obviously, uh, you know, an older person, Mariana Renault, who at, like you said, hung up the gloves and yet she was like 44, I believe, so... I imagine they'll give her a uh, someone either in her age class or maybe a little even uh, even younger to prove herself a little bit more, but... Uh, yeah, you just put a number in the fight game. Not uh, not necessarily just because you're old means you're, you'll lose or I'm not saying that either, but... Just because you're a gatekeeper, but... I think, I mean, Misha's Misha's not young in her own right no. by any means. So, 
I don't know. We'll see what happens where she goes. Uh, I think she she goes on a little bit of a streak here. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure the next time we'll see her. It'll probably be a few months probably, uh, before yeah. we see her on another card. And then main event, Makachev versus Moises. Makachev getting the fourth round submission. Uh, you know, I thought we could get all the way through the fifth. Moises looked absolutely beautiful. I mean, the best you can against yeah, Islam. Solid. Islam is so damn good. I mean, he's... Anybody out of that Khabib tree just knows how to use their hips so well. Their wrestling is light years beyond anything that you're going to see from anybody else right. in the cage. They're so doggone good. And then as soon as you think you've got that figured out, he drops a huge overhand right. over the top and sits you <laughs> right. on your seat. So he's he's absolutely electric. I think he's going to be one of the top guys to watch for quite some time here in the lightweight division. I think he takes over right where Khabib left off. You think so? No question. No question in my mind. I think he's got to get a little bit active uh, now, though. He's got to yeah. start getting some fights under the belt because we see the same thing from Zabit. I think Zabit could be a champion, no question in my mind. Uh, Magomed Sharipov, however, he just hasn't had any activity in right. a very, very long time. So if uh, Islam can get some activity going, get some stuff going, I see no problem him having a title fight. Uh, him and uh, Dubronx would actually be pretty be awesome damn fight. good fight, my friend. Well, that one thing I keep hearing out of them is that uh, you know some of the people ahead of him keep ducking him. Is that valid or is that kind of just... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I right. don't want to fight that fucking right. guy. So who sacks up and fights him? Out of lightweight, uh, I'm looking I, at the rankings right now. I well, mean, that's I think I think I think Dustin Poirier gets ran over. I think Conor McGregor gets ran over. I think I mean this is the this is the and that sucks for me to say that. Mm -hmm. but it's, this is the new guy. Yeah, this is, I think so Islam too, is he he is too he puts too much pressure. He puts too much dog on pressure. And Diago Moises was a very 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 good opponent. He fought really well. Yeah, he fought he excellently. Fought really well. and that's why I took. That's why I took Islam on the unanimous decision mm -hmm. because I thought that was going to be a five fight mm -hmm. like that. Eventually, Moises' uh, uh, jujitsu defense just ran out. Right. It just ran out. He couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. When when you're for 20 straight minutes defending this, moving this, trying to feel his hips where he's pushing, eventually Islam's going to figure out when he pushes here, you move here, and he can pull here, and that gets the submission. Okay. So. Eventually, that's going to happen, and that that it was a war of attrition. That's just what happened. I mean, tough one, but hey, once again, hope that you took the money lines on all the fighters I told you to because we cashed that son of a gun. So, hey, let's keep it rolling into this week. Yes, sir. We got Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that man's nose get thrown across the canvas. Corey Sanhagen is going to have his way with that man. Um, Corey Sanhagen uh, had the COVID issue or some type of injury issue. I don't or No, no, no. It wasn't none of that. It wasn't Corey Sanhagen. It was Dillashaw had his eye split. Right, right, That's right. what it was. So we have to wait. We've had to wait to see Corey Sanhagen, who just was stringing wins together, mm -hmm. had an electric knockout uh, flying knee against Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. And then we've had to wait because of Dillashaw. Classic fucking TJ. Absolutely love it. So this has only just allowed Sanhagen to have more time to add to that tool belt. Make sure he's got those knives and pitchforks sharpened into a point. Because what was it supposed to be? A couple months ago, right? Yeah, about two months ago, I right. believe it was. And I think he's absolutely going to run through TJ. I don't think this is even going to make it out of the first round. I, I, I think I'm right there with you. Right now, Corey Sanhagen is at minus 180. What he's least. got? 10-inch reach advantage on him, I right. feel like. I mean, it has to be. Uh, let's see here. Three-inch reach, yep. 
only three inch reach advantage. Wow, seventy inch reach I would, I would compared to sixty seven. A five inch five inch height advantage. That, that's though. what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, damn, Sanhagen just doesn't have long arms. You look at him; he just doesn't have right. long arms. He's, for being as tall as he is, his arms stop at his hips. That's kind of weird. And I mean, <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, it is. And I mean, his only loss in the UFC, like, at right least, there. he's got two career losses. Only loss in UFC is Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. So, and that was a scrap and a half. That right. was a unanimous decision, if I do, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, submission, it says right here. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't remember that fight as as clearly. It was actually first round submission. Jeez, maybe I don't remember that fight as clearly as I thought I do. And then, I yeah. might have to go back and rewatch that then. Holy and then, cow. Yeah, of course, haven't seen Dillashaw in two and a half years. Yep. Uh, screw him. Don't really care to talk <laughs> about him. I'll, uh, I'll tell you plenty about him on Friday. A uh, reminder. Come to Friday's show. We'll have another full UFC fight night breakdown, card breakdown, props, picks, main card parlay, everything in between. We do it every single week here at the TTL pod. No breaks. You know the deal. A uh, couple other fights just looking ahead. My, I'm actually, I got my two girls fighting on the same card. I am so juiced for this. Actually, my three girls right now, so this should be only fuck. I know one of them, Macy Barber. Macy Barber's right. fighting my other girl, Miranda uh, Maverick. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Miranda yeah. Maverick yep, yep. and Macy Barber are probably my two favorite up-and-comers right now, and then you have Aspen Ladd, who's just as high up there. If you haven't seen the Aspen Ladd video, she's losing a fight uh, second round, or she comes out in the third round, or this video starts in her corner camp. Mm-hmm. She's getting destroyed for the first two rounds of this fight. Her coach lays into her. I don't give a damn what you're doing. There's no rest. There's no stopping. There's no relaxing. I don't care what you're thinking, what you have on your mind. You are losing this fight. You are getting your ass kicked, Aspen. You need to go out there and finish this fight. And she just the whole time, okay, 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 okay. Horn rings. She goes out. Three piece and a soda sits this girl on her ass. Fight over. I mean, it was at. I have shit. I just got chills thinking about it. I mean, it is so electric. And the, I mean, these girls are so young. They're coming up right now, so mm-hmm. they're they're younger than us. And oh, they're yeah. no, there are scrappers right now. So Aspen Lad versus Macy Chiasson. That should be a hell of a fight. Miranda Maverick, Macy Barber. I don't know which way to call it. I actually got to go Miranda Maverick with Macy Barber. Macy Barber showed me a few holes in her game over the she's last coming couple up two fights. losses. Yeah, she showed me a few holes in her game, and Miranda Maverick has shown no signs of slowing down whatsoever. So love that. Uh, Mickey Gall coming back. Haven't seen him since he fought. Um, uh, why am I seeing his face? Uh, got kicked out of the UFC. Uh, well, not kicked out. He had to do some mental stuff. Came back. Don't want to talk about that. With uh, Platinum Mike Perry. There we go. He uh, haven't seen Mickey Gall since he fight Platinum Mike Perry. Hey, I just had to go through the Rolodex yeah, in the brain, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just got to talk my way through it sometimes. So there we go. Uh, that should be a great one. Brendan Allen fighting uh, Punali Soriano. That should be a hell of a fight. I love the Allen, Brunder, or Allen brothers. Uh, Chris Daukas. Also love the Daukas brothers. Oh, okay. Chris Daukas fighting uh, Shamil uh, Abdurakimov. Abdura. Okay, we're going to say this right. Abdurakimov. That'll be that. Uh, Nasruddin Imovov fighting Ian Hennish. That is going to be a fight and a half. Nasruddin is a hell of a fighter, and he's actually coming in as a dog. Mm-hmm. So he's got some great value there. And, oh, Sayara, or Sayara, Sayara, I can't ever remember, Eubanks uh, making her return against Elise Reed. Elise Reed, 4-0. Eubanks had a little bit of a rough outing in the last few fights here, but she's always been a go-to scrapper. So, 
looks to be another hell of a fight night coming up on Saturday here, boys and girls. So uh, you best believe that I'll be breaking it all down on yes, Friday. Sir. Or Mags will bring you his props, picks, and uh, any questions he has to lay down on me that we can uh, get answered there on Friday. So make sure you stick around for that. We got Sanhagen versus Dillashaw to break down on Friday's show. And that'll be kicking off the second half of the show rants and reactions. That does it for the eight-sided circle. Uh, nothing crazy else going on outside of there. I'll dig into some storylines uh, within this fight card and uh, outside maybe some other promotions, see what's happening in the world of the Bellators or the PFLs or what's just going on out there in general. Might have to uh, tell you a little bit about Patty Pimblet, baby. Uh, Patty. Patty the Batty. Uh, partner has uh, since schooled himself up on Patty the Batty. He said, who the hell is this Patty Pimblet? guy said oh dude let me tell you cannot wait to see patty the batty make his ufc debut so i dig deep bring you a little bit of stuff we'll see what uh the rest of the week holds here for the world of mma quick reminder from the nfl 53 days ladies and gentlemen it is right around the corner and let me tell you it is going to be here a lot faster than you realize told uh told you guys this is an example. Uh, I told you guys multiple times so far that, uh, hey, we're going to be in Milwaukee first week of mm -hmm. August. And uh, saying, well, well, what are these guys doing up there? Are they going to be at the finals? Are they going to be doing something? The well, no, we're not going to be at the finals. <laughs> we're not going to be doing anything that cool. We're actually uh, going to see somebody we look up to, maybe get a little bit of knowledge, but also get some laughs mm -hmm. and uh, definitely get some laughs. Um, but... You know, me being being my brain, I'm I'm kind of going there to study, study, okay. if you will. Uh, we're going to see Joe Rogan, the yes, insane clown tour. Uh, I was supposed to go a few last year, right uh, before all COVID and everything happened. Um, ended up tickets got refunded. They said, "Hey, we're having the show now," and uh, I said, "Well, I got two tickets. Uh, who was originally supposed to go with me? My mama, who we always do stuff like this. She got all tied up and busy. So I uh, said, "Hey, partner, trying to hey. uh, go oh, get yeah. some laughs. Go have a weekend <laughs> in Milwaukee. So that's where we're gonna be there. But why I bring that all up? Uh, told you like at the beginning of July, that some bitch gonna be here before you know sure it. Sure is. Is that two weeks from the Saturday? I believe. Uh, yeah, it's already. I mean, it's already here, man. We're already July nineteenth. Yeah. Like we are cooking right along. So let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be here before you know it. So my humble suggestion to you is start researching now. If you did not buy Warren Sharp's book on the early bird promo. Sucks to suck. You messed that one up because mm -hmm. it is gone out the window. I have been reading and reading and reading since I bought the book on Tuesday, mm -hmm. Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember exactly when I bought it, but I haven't put the doggone thing down. And in 45, 50 pages, I think and maybe 55 pages, I have learned more than I would have been able to find on my own in the next three months as the season's going on. The amount of knowledge and stuff that Warren and his crew smash in between the lines and the right. numbers and everything here is insane. I mean, I've gotten through two teams, and I could tell you more than the average B about the Arizona Cardinals and the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Let me tell you that right now, and I never could have before. Well, I could have, and I could have told you, but I couldn't tell you the why. Mm -hmm. And now I know the why behind everything, and it and the, 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 the amount of light bulbs that were going off yesterday. So... 
needless to say, start doing your research now. Um, letting you know I'm doing it now because I plan on having a very, very successful NFL season, my friends. Not only from a betting perspective, not only the daily money lines and spreads, but also some props and definitely from the fantasy side of things. I am... Yeah. I'm kicking it up another notch this year for my fantasy because I want to bring you guys some good quality content. I think that everybody just, I don't, I'm not, not not hating on anybody, but I think just everybody kind of does the same fantasy content and think they're all experts. Mm-hmm. I want to bring it from a little bit different of a perspective and, and kind of collaborate some stuff in, if you will. So stay tuned for that. Definitely going to dive into fantasy once the uh, NFL season gets here. You best believe it, you, me. Yeah, I mean, during NFL season, there's not NFL games every single day, so I have to imagine we'll have some DFS or different type of fantasy content on the show at certain points of the week. <sighs> Who knows what the TTL pod might look like come the beginning of September? Who knows what TTL sports media might look like the beginning of September? Uh, lots of stuff coming around the corner. Lots of doors fixing to open up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, speaking of opening up, soon to open up the college basketball season. A lot farther away than the NFL season, but still soon, nonetheless, 114 days left on the calendar until we get to watch some CBB again. Cannot wait for it to come back. Also, can't wait for college football too. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. I can't wait, man. Oh. I think we're underestimating because there wasn't really uh, any fans there, so we didn't get the full atmosphere last year. Yeah. And it's gonna smack us in the face this year, I think. Man. I think it is. I think it really is, and it's going to. It's gonna be an electric season. Like I, and I mean, we always ease into the season. I, I mean, we as far as the general public of never maybe one huge game here and there. Not saying there's huge games on the schedules, but I know there's a Nebraska Illinois game. Which, as I'm saying it, I'm probably just a Big Ten homer. Yeah, you just Big Ten homer. <laughs> that's all it is. I, I am too because I'm, ex- I'm excited be, about that. But it's also going to be probably, it's going to be a trash game. I but, can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited for but it. Yeah, uh, it'll, it, I love, the, I love yeah. those shitty Big Ten games. Yeah, I, I love them so You much. know, I, you, that is something funny about you. You are a homer and a half for Big Ten uh, football. Like you don't whether give it's, a whether shit. it's the best of it yeah, or the worst of it. Get, I don't big, care. Big I love Ten it. football is a seven is to six Purdue it. Northwestern. I'll take it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we cannot wait for football across the board and college basketball coming back too. A uh, couple of key things to touch on here with the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, some injury news coming out. Jake DeGrom hits the 10-day IL again. Had a little bit of forearm tightness. Uh, any reoccurring issue. Their man. partner, what's, what's going on with this guy? I mean, just reoccurring issue, it seems like. I thought they rushed him back, and obviously I didn't know the full situation, but I figured they at least would have maybe given him an extra start off going into the All-Star break. I don't know if they're just skipping one start or two starts or more, but I would have to. Well, part of it is I think they should wait on him a little bit. But as we saw, you know, their struggles against the Pirates, like I said, I don't I'm not buying into them being a free falling team right now necessarily. But if they don't have Jacob Grom, I mean, they still have the guys to, uh, you know, keep them afloat. But at one point, do they, uh, you know, have to bring him back out of necessity, even if he's kind of, you know, on the fence about coming back still a little sore? Yeah, I mean. It's a touchy situation it with is. DeGrom because, I mean, we saw um, Taiwan Walker yesterday, right. I mean, give up six runs. Now, granted, it was a bunch of goofy shit that put the six runs on the board, there. but he still wasn't pitching terrific. And, you know, if and then you might have the issue like you had with Stroman over the weekend. Uh, shout out 
joust coming out and just ready to throw yeah. the Dukes after yeah. a top-notch home run derby performance. But you start having some of those issues within the Mets pitching rotation. That's the thing that's been keeping them in this game. Sure and then well, not to mention Francisco Lindor's down right now, too. Yeah. Who hasn't I been a world about beater. That. But that was kind of one guy, as I said last week, that's going to start uh, you know, picking up his production. Right. So I don't know, man. I uh, I still have some faith in the Mets. The Phillies are really coming up on them, though. And uh, that division is going to be all or nothing. There ain't going to be no wild card appearances coming out of the NL East. So no, it's, it's going to be all or nothing. It's that two-horse race for sure between the Phillies mm-hmm. and Mets right now. So we'll see what happens out of the East. I think it's going to be quite interesting as we uh, slam into the second half yeah. of the MLB season here uh didn't really hear about it i don't know how i missed it maybe it's just because i really just don't pay attention that much to boston ball maybe maybe it also was a little was it a little jared carabas steal too that he he was probably all over it with so i'm feeling comfortable action. saying this because you're usually 99.9 percent on top of these things i have no idea how you missed this one my man yeah i, I, <laughs> I don't know how you missed yeah I, like i said not knocking you because you're a 99.9 to 100 percent on top of these i'm always on this shit i mean <laughs> so I, I don't know how you missed this one but yeah yeah for Dugo got uh ball Yankees fan out in the outfield threw a ball at Verdugo. Verdugo was not happy about it, obviously. So uh, they stopped the game, and it was pouring rain. It was just a bizarre scene. And uh, now that guy not only banned from Yankee Stadium, he is banned from all 30 parks. So, uh, yeah, stop being assholes, stop being idiots, and uh, let the guys play ball. Because uh, And it was some, I was hearing somebody else trying to rationalize that, like, oh, maybe it was just a home run ball thrown back. And it's like, well, no, the Yankees were batting, so that doesn't really make sense. So no, re- no real reason why you would do that. I don't know why you're carrying a baseball into a stadium in the first place, but uh, stop being idiots, basically. We've touched on it many times before, but just stop being idiots. I don't even know where to start here. Like, I have we just lost our hot damn minds? When is the last time that you have ever thought it right in your mind to walk up to somebody, throw a baseball in their back, and then just sit there and look at him? If you were up in those, if you weren't up in those stands and you were standing face to face with that man, I bet you any amount of fucking money you would have the audacity. To even dream of doing that shit. Because you know he'd wring your ass like a little towel. So, that being said, like my partner said, please, wisen up. Like, what What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what are we doing? We're looking like fucking clowns around PGA Tour greens. We're looking like morons in the stands. Like, we're becoming laughing stocks for other nations. You realize this, right? I'm we're, glad you brought that up. Because speaking of, these guys... Because we and, have the Olympics coming up in a yeah. month. And... Those nations are laughing at us. You do know that, right? So maybe let's clean it up a little bit, boys. Not to mention, man, Colin Morikawa had a lot of very nice things to say about the folks over in England this past yeah. weekend, knowing that you know, to being mention. extremely knowledgeable, being awesome fans. So Not to mention. Yeah, I don't you know, know it uh, it sucks when the U- oh, good old U.S. of A. looks like a bunch of morons. Mm. So, you know. For 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 all of us out there, how about let's act, start acting right, you bunch of dipshits, huh? <laughs> you fuck sticks. Let, let's get with it. So that uh, is my soapbox on uh, the MLB and everything going on there. Because you mean yeah. we're not throwing tomatoes at Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah. oh God, <laughs> I guess I got to send the crate back. Huh? I mean, just like even if he totally bombed, like I would have nowhere in my mind would be like, boo, oh shit, yeah. like. He's a human being. Right. Maybe he bombed. Maybe he had an off night. Who knows? That's an experience I can talk about. And hey, maybe I cross paths with Joe. I was at 
that stage. I was at Pfizer in Milwaukee when you bombed that night. You made it all the way through. That was a, who knows, man. Like, yeah, thanks, asshole. Like, who knows, <laughs> man. Like, and he talks about those all the time, know, bombing know, and going through all that stuff. But man, uh, I don't know. I I think that uh, fans need to reel it on in just a little bit, and uh, maybe that's why the Olympics aren't allowing any fans because a bunch of United States folks are going over there and start causing all types of fucking ruckus mm, because yeah, we've been know. locked in our house for too doggone long and can't follow the normal common sense rules of the public anymore for some reason. But hey, who the hell am I? Uh, moving right along, uh, this past weekend, crazy on Saturday night, watching the Padres and Nats game live and all of a sudden, the bleachers just start to clear. Mm-hmm. And then slowly but surely, more and more sections just start to clear. And like guys are looking around, and there's no rain. And then they kind of point over in the distance. And it's like, what in the world is going on here? Well, all of a sudden, you start finding out via Twitter, if you're active on Twitter, that there's been a live shooting that happened on the third base side in National Stadium, right outside the ballpark, right outside the third base gate. And it was crazy. I dug a little bit deeper, and the 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 inning right before that, you hear the full gunshots mm-hmm. and everything. It's I mean, On the broadcast, it, it, yeah. it, it sounds like freaking Afghanistan. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy over there. Sketchy. And uh, hey, glad uh, T's and P's to anybody impacted by it. I'm glad that it didn't turn into more than it possibly could have been um, at a fully jam packed baseball stadium. Right. Like that could have been absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, glad we had danger averted too. We never really talked about it in Coors Field. There was like supposed to be a whole right. Vegas style shooting that they, right. that they completely averted. Uh, thank you to the uh, Colorado Denver, Colorado police. Yeah. Shout out to the security. Goodness keeping gracious. Down, so, I mean, yeah, so, hey, wild world we live in, and uh, just trying to bring you guys a little bit of a little bit of comedy, inspiration, motivation, everything in between, so we don't have to uh, focus all of our energy and efforts there. So mm-hmm. that does it uh, about all for the MLB. Nothing uh, else crazy, too major to report home about on from this weekend. My Cubby's going 2-1 and one against the Diamondbacks, losing one yesterday with old... Uh, uh, Zach Davies on the mound. That was a rough one. Did not like to see that. They sent uh, uh, Zach Gallon, I believe it was. I didn't watch uh, that one at all, if I'm being honest. Uh, it was Zach Gallon Friday. Uh, either way, um, they let him go about till the ninth inning, and he tried to give up the game. Uh, tried to give it up. Got to six to four, but uh, Cubbies could not get it done. And then uh, your Sox three and zero over the weekend. Two and one. Two and one. Dropped Same. the first game. Same. I was wondering if they got that first game. Okay, so not too shabby. Uh, soccer still holding on firmly to that first place in the AL yeah. Central. Felt and, pretty good uh, though after the drubbing the Astros put down on us a couple of weeks ago though. So definitely. it felt bigger than definitely. just a you know a random two to, two out of three series win there. Definitely, and uh, Cubbies have yet to string together three wins since June. It was two out of three thir- this weekend, though. You said, yeah, they have mm-hmm. not strung together three wins since June thirteenth. So, uh, gotta get on the horse here sometime, boys. I don't know what the heck's going on. Uh, we Cardinals got this week, right? Very, very important series coming up with the Cardinals here. Uh, we've virtually been playing identical, so. We'll- mm-hmm. We had me and Max talked about a couple weeks ago when they played. They had the series. Hey, this was going to be kind of where do these teams go for the rest of the year? They split the series, yeah, and we're still where the hell do these teams go the rest of the year? I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar. I thought I wouldn't be either. I, I don't know exactly what's going. I mean, you got Alec Mills on the mound against. I'm not even sure exactly a bullpen guy. I had never so, heard of him. Yeah, I hadn't either. So I'm uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Not confident enough to take a bet, but uh, there you go. There you have it. MLB. Last but certainly not least. 
Wrapping up today's rants and reactions with the NBA hardwood. Um, partner, you had uh, been beating the hell out of the Milwaukee Bucks. Sure Tom, are you starting to uh, feel a little smarter? What's going on over there? To this point, yes. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, the sweat is not out of uh, my realm yet. Because, Bucks and six? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm torn on this game. I, I do, I mean, gun to my head, yeah, Bucks and six. I didn't even take a full side on the full game on Saturday night. I had a little side. I think I was two or three and zero oh on just random side bets. Suns in first quarter, Middleton over, but I stayed away from the full game just because I didn't know. And uh, you know, the Bucks came out and looked really solid. I think, and now I've been, I had been saying it all up to this. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were the X factors for the Bucks, but now it's starting to look like the all the pressure's falling back on the shoulders of Chris Paul after he looked really good in Game One and Two, and if he puts another performance like he has in the last three games in Game Six, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be Bucks and Six, uh, regardless of what Middleton and Drew Holiday do, because he's been brutal. I don't know what to expect from him because Drew Holiday has been fantastic in defense of him, so. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm taking the buck spread necessarily tomorrow. We'll dive into that more because I think it's right around minus five. But, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm saying bucks and six, man. I was surprised they got the win there in Phoenix because I really did think it was going to be a home-and-home home series. But uh, we'll see. I'm taking bucks and six. Yeah, they're not going back to Phoenix. There's no way. There's no way this goes seven. There's no way the Bucks let this opportunity slip. They sealed the deal. Everybody's seen the Giannis slam at the very end of the game oh off God. the turnover. I mean, everybody's seen it. Everybody's talked about it. You know, it was very, very close the first half. And the Suns, surprisingly, after not doing it all playoffs so far, brutal collapse right. in the third quarter. Brutal I mean, collapse. I have like two other things to mention. I think Giannis is going to be fantastic in Game Six. He just—I I mean, Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. I don't. That's not. I mean, I mean, I, fantastic for his standards. Still, I mean, we yeah. could see any, his best performance of the series. Yeah. I haven't followed. I don't follow him. You know, super close. Not like the Bucks are my favorite team, or he's one of my favorite players. But I follow them closely enough, and it seems like his at least mental space has never been as strong as it has right now. He's answering questions as perfectly as he can right now he seems happy so i think he's gonna be awesome and uh and then on the flip side chris paul seems like uh you know it seemed like he had shaken the demons out throughout the rest of the playoffs because this is obviously the first time he got to the finals but we're starting to see the chris paul that would choke in the late end of these series throughout his entire career the last decade yep so and i don't and it doesn't yep. seem like he can overcome that it's certainly not against uh someone guarding him like drew holiday is so right Bucks and six, man. Bucks and six. I think that is spot on. We will uh, definitely be breaking down the full game tomorrow. Total spreads, money lines, everything in between. We'll have our best bets on there on top of the MLB best bets for tomorrow. So make sure you uh, stick around or not stick around because you'd be waiting an awful damn long time. Make sure you just come around the bend for tomorrow's show mm -hmm. and uh, join us for tomorrow's best bets. We'll dive into even more coming in game six. But uh, you heard it here first from Armags and Colt. Bucks and six. Point blank. Period. Before we move on, did you see the press conference for the Suns afterwards? The question that Devin Booker, Chris Paul got. Mm, no. Someone asked Devin Booker, "How frustrated are you for Chris Paul?" And and Chris Paul looked at Devin Booker and the guy exactly the way you just looked at me. And then Devin Booker, the next question, it's like, "What, dude? What you said? What now?" <laughs> that was the exact face. So I'm glad you did that. And that human being is getting paid for what they're doing, and we're <laughs> and just I'm pretty sure it was a Suns, here doing. I think it was a Suns reporter as well. We're millionaires, Mags. They just ain't paid us. <laughs>
Hey, Devin, how frustrated are you for Chris? Chris looked at me. You know, give me a pad and paper. (laughs) Stick me in front of you. Uh, Devin, um, how did your right pinky toe feel on your pull-up jumper tonight? No? No answer? Because that's a clown question? All right, moving on. Like, are we serious right yeah, now? That know, is the man. goodness gracious, man. I'm I'm glad I actually hadn't heard of that and gave the exact face. Because, yeah, I, I didn't watch the, yeah, the post-game Chris Paul presser, looked at so. him. I said, I, you yeah, said what? Yeah, I, goodness gracious. You said what? Okay, well, hey, there's uh, yet another clown question coming mm-hmm. from the beat writers. Either way, we'll stay out of that. A uh, couple of closing... <laughs> didn't, <rust>. <laughs> didn't really stay out of it at all. A uh, couple closing final uh, thoughts. I apologize for nothing. Walk back nothing. Um, TTL website mm-hmm. is about to be live. Uh, been a good grind. Been a lot of work. Uh, going to unofficially say we are releasing the uh, website for full use on wednesday um had that had that date kind of in my mind last week i wanted to make sure i got some loose ends tied up uh as far as just the rough draft and creating everything and i think we're in a good spot so uh yeah going to wrap up a few things here today and tomorrow make sure everything's pristine ready to rock and roll for your pleasure uh you will be able to find loads and loads and loads of stuff on there and uh, it's only going to open up more and more doors for us help us bring you better bigger better content uh different avenues of content different things uh better ways to connect with us and grow the community grow the sports gambling community grow ttl community grow the brand everything in between i uh, cannot wait to drop this thing for you i mean we have everything we got blogs we got pics we got countdown timers we got anything you could want on this website we have taken care of it and it's only going to keep getting bigger and better as we continue to roll it out more and more so if you have any thoughts any suggestions once you see it hey drop them in a comment or maybe we might have somewhere on the website that you can communicate with us who knows i have no idea i I haven't really been paying too much attention Mm. to it so maybe you might find out maybe you might have that opportunity but either way uh stay tuned but i do believe i will for sure let you guys know tomorrow i do believe we will be dropping the talking the line sports media website on Wednesday. Uh, It'll be after the show because there is a few things that once you become familiar with the website that are going to need to be updated after every single live show is over. I'll let your mind spin, wonder what that might be. But if you go to look at the website, certain parts of the website early in the morning, they won't be updated because we need to get through a full show for the day in order for it to be fully updated. So just a couple things to think about, but stay tuned for the Talking the Line website drop this Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, sometime after the show. If you don't want to stay all locked in and worry about me hearing it, just follow us on Twitter. You'll never miss a drop of anything there. You'll always find out about it there. Also expanding into some other social platforms, uh, working on that so we can expand our reach, uh, join some other communities within uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, stuff like that. So we're just continually growing on that front and uh, continually growing as a company. We got some new content very, very, very soon coming out right around the corner. Uh, Once again, be quicker, here quicker than you know it. Uh, We are working on all types of stuff on the background. I, I can't even begin to explain. So that's all you need to know. Just hop on the rocket ship, get ready to go to the moon with us, and uh, stay tuned for the website drop on Wednesday. Even more content coming very shortly. 
Uh, outside of that, make sure you hit the uh, old Linktree link down there in this episode's description so you can follow us on all of our social platforms and check out all of our other content and get updated as soon as the rest of the content drops or any new content comes out. Make sure you uh, have everything up to date there and you're always uh, double-checking it to see if anything new has been added. And uh, yeah, yeah. Lots of good stuff coming. Can't wait to roll it out to you guys. We can't thank you enough for uh, all your continual support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. And uh, we're going to continue to do this for you guys. And uh, always have you the better in mind. You know the deal. Told you at the top of the show. But uh, outside of that, I do believe I've checked about every box I possibly can on this beautiful Monday, July 19, 2021. So, hey, uh, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 83 of the TTL pod. Uh, How about an interesting, goofy uh, sports factoid to kick off the week, eh? All right. 1933, the first time that two MLB brothers on opposing teams hit home runs. Rick Farrell and Wes Farrell for the Red Sox and Indians. First time a pair of brothers hit home runs on opposite teams on the same game. Now, I've heard of Rick Farrell. I didn't know there were Farrell brothers. I, I knew Rick Farrell was a dog and a half. Okay. Because my, obviously being a Cubs fan, uh-huh. my whole, uh, my dad was a huge, it still is, huge MLB fan in general. Uh-huh. And just like, as you are with the AL Central, he is with the NL Central, but notch that up about 12. Okay. And, I mean, every old player from Clemente to – I can't even begin to start thinking about it just because that's how much – I mean, he knows every old NL Central player there is. Okay. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's like, the Nasty Boys um, from the Reds. Like, oh, that those were the guys hitting 100s when pitchers weren't even hitting 90s. Right. Like, just, oh, my gosh. So – what do you know about that? Two brothers in the MLB 33 years ago today, you said? 1933. Rick Farrell Farrell, and Wes Farrell. Rick Farrell and Wes Farrell. So you're standing in an elevator today. Somebody uh, said, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing spectacular. (laughs) Did you know that on this day in 1993, Rick Farrell and Wes Farrell, brothers in the MLB on opposing teams, both hit home runs in the same game? What do you know? (laughs) What do you know about that? You heard it here first on the TTL pod. Once again, thank you, partner. Appreciate it. Let's uh, let's get this show wrapped on up here. Send these folks on about their day. Uh, time for a little bit of motivation minutes. Short and sweet for you here today, ladies and gentlemen. A uh, bit of a rhetorical question. Obviously, you can't answer me. I can't see you. can't hear you. Uh, but also a little something to think about, something to take with you throughout the day. I wanted to ask you to start off today's motivation minutes Where are you spending your time? Once again, where are you spending your time? Are you allocating your precious, the most precious asset you have on this planet wisely? 
Are you putting it towards things that are furthering you as a human being, getting you closer to your dreams and goals and passions? Or are you putting it towards negative things and things that are only sending you farther away from those same passions and dreams and goals? Are you, maybe when you get off work, spending four, five, six, seven, eight hours until it's time to put your head on the pillow gaming? Are you watching six, seven, eight hours of the same Netflix show on repeat? Or are you maybe doing three, four things at the same time? Maybe you maybe you got a motivational speaker up on the screen. Maybe you're taking some notes. Maybe you also have a little bit of a ball game in the background, so you have a little bit of uh, additional positive energy, something you also enjoy. How are you spending your time? Are you putting it towards those good things that are furthering you, that are helping you reach your ultimate goals? Are you wasting it? And I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that. And only you can truly look at yourself in the mirror and see and tell yourself if the activities that you are spending your time doing are worthwhile or if you are just wasting wasting the most precious asset that you have. I implore you, my friends, to start paying attention to that, not only today, but every single day of your life. Remember where you're spending your time. Instead of, ah, I could sit down and relax, I'll do that later. Take care of everything now. Get the most important things done now. Utilize while you have the most energy. Utilize that time to your advantage. Don't try and fit everything you possibly can in the last little bit of time you have in a day. Start using your time wisely and watch success start rolling your way. Being happy, centered, and fulfilled. That's all I got for you today, my friends. And I ask you once again, and I want you to really think about it today and as we go into the week. Where are you spending your time? And that does it for my motivation minutes today. Good stuff as always, my man. I mentioned, I think it was last week, the uh, Kobe Bryant clip I saw of him saying, make yourself a life contract or, you know, whatever day-to-day task it is, contract for yourself. Because what you just said, as far as the, eh, I could do this instead, you got yourself a contract. You can't do that shit. Mm. You got shit to do. That's how it is with me on Saturday and Sunday. I share with you this morning. I uh, could have very easily just kicked back, had a nice, easy, relaxing weekend, but uh, wanted to get ahead of the ball game. Didn't sat, sit down until about 6.30 on Saturday <laughs> night and uh, about 5 o'clock yesterday night. So, hey, now I got a nice, easy week ahead of me. Got some wide open windows that I can do some more productive stuff in instead of have to take care of productive stuff that I could have got done three, four days ago. Where are you spending your time, my friends? It's all about those small decisions, and uh, those decisions are what's going to put you ahead of the pack or keep you muddling with the crowd. That's all I got to tell you today. So that does it for my motivation minutes. While I was uh, dropping some knowledge down there, partner, any uh, anything pop into your head? Any uh, last-second updates we got here? Uh, anything going on? I do not see anything crazy. Old Dove Kleeman. Shout-out, Dove Kleeman. Uh, good to see you, as always. I saw that uh, my boy, uh, Warren Sharp, and some fellas, and um, uh, uh, why am I blanking now? Um, 
they were going all over the place. <laughs> I have no idea. What you're I apologize. Right hold on, hold on. Everybody <laughs> relax. Everybody relax. Mike Randall. That's why because okay, okay. he, he changed his he changed his profile photo on me. Um, Mike Randall and uh, he he was reading uh, Warren Sharp's book last mm-hmm. night, and I was tweeting back and forth with him and Warren Sharp, and then I just randomly opened up Twitter, and they're all in that comment section again. I'm like, oh hey 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 fellas, how's it going? I'm over here. I like the book too. So so uh, there you go. There you have it. Beautiful day. Uh, partner, anything else uh, popped in? Seen nothing? nothing no, sir. We got no breaking news. No game starting yet. First game. Got a little double header action for my socks. Four o'clock today. So a little drive home right. radio action. So. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 83 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 19th, 2021. Let's send you guys out in style, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. From myself and Mags, we thank you so much once again. For stopping by episode 83 of the TTL pod, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have other plans. We'll meet you at the pay window in a few short hours, ladies and gentlemen. Let's cash some tickets.